For Pacifica Radio, I'm Eileen Alfandari. The United States has reached another grim milestone in the devastating COVID-19 pandemic. One in 500 have died from the coronavirus since the nation's first reported infection. The latest statistics by Johns Hopkins University shows more than 666,000 confirmed deaths in the U.S. The sobering toll comes as hospitals in the country are struggling to keep up with the volume of patients and more children are being sickened, especially in states with low vaccination rates. The U.S. is reporting more than 150,000 new coronavirus cases per day and about 1,900 daily deaths from COVID-19. Los Angeles County will begin requiring proof of COVID-19 vaccination for customers and workers at indoor bars, wineries, breweries, lounges, and nightclubs next month. Health officials say they strongly recommend the same precautions for indoor restaurants, but are not yet mandating proof of vaccination for them. Barbara Ferreira is the county's public health director. She told the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors in a virtual meeting that targeted vaccination mandates are very important strategies for quickly raising vaccination coverage across L.A. County and for ending the pandemic. This modified health officer order aligns with the continued need to reduce risk for transmission and increase vaccination coverage. This is a reasonable path forward that can position us to be better able to break the cycle of surges. The new initiative in the nation's most populous county begins October 7th with proof of at least one vaccine dose required. Officials will require proof of full vaccination by November 4th. The county also will require proof of full vaccination or a negative COVID test within 72 hours for attendees and workers at outdoor events with at least 10,000 people. That requirement begins October 7th. President Biden has announced the U.S. is forming a new Indo-Pacific security alliance with Britain and Australia that will allow for greater sharing of military capabilities, including helping equip Australia with nuclear-powered submarines. We need to be able to address both the current strategic environment in the region and how it may evolve, because the future of each of our nations, and indeed the world, depends on a free and open Indo-Pacific enduring and flourishing in the decades ahead. To date, the only country the U.S. has shared nuclear propulsion technology with is Britain. Prime Minister Scott Morrison said Australia is not seeking to develop a nuclear weapons program and that information sharing would be limited to helping it develop a submarine fleet. But it's a move clearly aimed at China, which responded swiftly. The reaction from China's foreign ministry appeared on Al Jazeera. Australia is a non-nuclear weapons state party to the NPT and a party to the non-nuclear weapons-free zone in the southern Pacific. Now it's importing nuclear-powered submarine technology with strategic military value. The international community, including neighbouring countries, have reason to question its commitment to nuclear non-proliferation. A nuclear-powered submarine fleet would allow Australia to conduct longer patrols, giving the new alliance a stronger presence in the region. Capitol Police have asked for National Guard reinforcements ahead of this weekend's planned rally calling for freedom for those arrested in the violent January 6th Capitol insurrection. Police already are putting fencing back up around the Capitol. Allies of former President Trump are calling those charged in the deadly Capitol insurrection political prisoners. 
The rally organizer has called those arrested brave patriots who are being held in prison for a nonviolent expression of their First Amendment rights. More than 600 people are facing federal charges in the insurrection that injured dozens of officers and sent lawmakers and Vice President Mike Pence scrambling to safety. Philippines President Rodrigo Duterte's top legal advisor has lashed out at the International Criminal Court's decision to investigate allegations of crimes against humanity during his bloody war on drugs. The Philippines official accused the International Court of being used as a pawn by the popular leader's political opponents as an election nears. Duterte's spokesman said the president says he'll die first before he faces any international courts. Amnesty International welcomed the ICC announcement, saying human rights should be at the center of discussions when the Philippines chooses its next leaders. The International Criminal Court said it has authorized an investigation requested by a former prosecutor into Duterte's anti-drugs campaign, saying it could not be seen as a legitimate law enforcement operation. I'm Eileen Alfandiri for Pacifica Radio.